Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. Have you checked the children? children. I want to play a game. The box. You opened it. We came. This is the All America Spook Show. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the All American Spook Show. I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with Donnie. Yo. And the Professor Smoke. What's up? Once again, Will could not join us he's uh he's on vacation spring break right like we, it's that time of year where people got stuff going on so he's on spring break having a good time but i think we had a pretty good time here talking about the movie that smoke nominated for us to, to he is the one he brought to the table so smoke what, what are we going to be watching today yeah since uh since we're kind of unofficially making april somewhat of an evil dead month or at the very least, Sam Raimi month, or, or however you want to look at it. Uh, it's the Evil Dead 2013 remake, which uh, actually celebrated its 10th anniversary on April 5th. Yeah, so we're just a little past, well, that, a little past that, that anniversary. Another one of our little uh, weird things we keep tripping on, right? Yeah, a little weird synchronicity. We did it with Videodrome. We've done it, God, I don't know, a lot of times Yeah. Uh, by accident. Totally yeah. by accident. Yeah. I, you yeah, know, I, mean, I mean, there's like, been a couple we purposefully tried to hit at a certain time but a lot of these we just end up yeah just well to, to be completely open and honest the re the main reason that we decided you, know, you kind of decided to pick this one and we decided to turn it into a little bit of an evil dead theme last couple weeks is because the latest movie evil dead rise just came out this past weekend right yes that's right we we here have not uh seen it as the time at the time of this uh episode but hopefully you guys out there watching this now, some of you, I'm sure, have seen it. But we will definitely get down to it on the show as well. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we don't have the final box office numbers or anything from what it did this past weekend. But hopefully uh, everybody ran out and watched it this weekend. I mean, I, I'd, I had heard some good, pretty good reviews and thoughts on it heading into that. So uh, hopefully that translates into box office and we, uh, we get some more Evil Dead. Because I think it's even evidenced in this one that we're about to talk about today. This is the one that kind of brought Evil Dead back to life, right? Like this was the the thing that brought it mm-hmm. back because up to this point it had pretty much been dormant for twenty years, right? Yeah, there had been talks, God, there had been talks going back to shortly after Army of Darkness about you know when Sam Raimi going to do another Evil Dead, right? You know, this isn't Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, so to speak, but I mean it's uh it's uh you know it's the remake and it was given over to a whole another crew, but yeah, there were talks of like when is there going to be another Evil Dead sequel or, or something related to Evil Dead going back years and years. And finally it happened in 2013. Yeah. So, uh, th- this one really is, is the reason that we got at that series, Ash versus Evil Dead. And the reason that we're talking mm. about Evil Dead Rise coming out this past weekend. And, and hopefully that one leads to more and more of this stuff. Right. But like, this is, this is the thing that kind of finally brought it back from, uh, being cast away. So, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. But before we, d- we dive any deeper, uh, we want to put out first and foremost, we are a spoiler filled podcast. So 
uh, as we always say, you know, if you're a first time listener, we appreciate it, but we're going to spoil the hell out of this movie. So if you haven't seen <laughs> evil dead from 2013, I think we all highly encourage you to pause this, mm. go check this movie out and then come back and, and, and listen to our, uh, you know, our blow by blow and us, uh, our thoughts and, uh, you know, listen to our talk about it because, uh, yeah, otherwise, you know, you're not, it's not going to hit the, the same way listening to us tell you what happens and then you go watch it. So we encourage you to do that. And we also encourage you to go over to aaspookshow.com. That's the center of the spook show universe. From there, you can uh, go to our YouTube channel where there you see hammer horror in order and grindhouse gutter every month. And then every other month you get spook show rewind and video vortex video vortex being our newest one where we dive deep into the, the video days. And those can kind of even have like some streaming releases and stuff, because let's face it, like the cheap ass streaming movies these days that come out on Netflix and some other services. That's basically today's new video store, right? Smoke. So I think you can kind of loosely throw those in sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The straight to video now is straight to streaming services. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there are some weird cases where like something will come out on just like straight to DVD and not stream anywhere, but most of them at least hit like a, a video on demand service or something like that. So I think you can, you know, that's, that's your new video store is the point. So those kind of count too, but that's the whole premise of that one. It's a cool new series. We encourage you to check that out. You can get there through aaspookshow.com or just go to YouTube and search for all American spook show. You'll see us. Also, we encourage you to go over to patreon.com slash aaspookshow. Once again, you can get there, get there through the website. And also there's a, there's a link tree link down in the show notes. If you, if you don't feel like trying to find all these things. It's all right there on aaspookshow.com or in that link tree link down below. Uh, but over on Patreon, every month we have Crapster Peace Theater. God almighty. An- another one, another good one this month. Except I don't have to be there. Suckers. Caddyshack 2. That's the one we got. And not only is it this month, but it's this Friday. We fi- we're finally here. It comes out this Friday, April 28th, exclusively to patreon.com slash aaspookshow. So if you want to hear Donnie and or smoke or will whoever's involved there, not me, but if you want to hear, <laughs> I don't have to be there. I won. But if you want to hear them yak all over Caddyshack too, that's the place to do it. So without any further buildup, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer <laughs> for evil dead. Do that! 
get you not another peep time to go this way <laughs> All right, there you go. This is the trailer for Evil Dead. So, boy, this movie. Holy shit. Now, I'll I'll ask first. Uh, uh, Smoke, I know you've probably definitely have seen this before, but Donnie, had you watched this before this time around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw it. Uh, I think it was, I mean, you know what? I can't remember if I saw it, like, the year that it came out. Pretty sure that I saw it, like, a, a year or so later but i know as yeah i've i've seen this before the, I, this was actually the third time i've seen it now i know for a fact i went to the theater and saw this because i remember distinctly i watched this by myself at the theater i don't always go by myself but like i went by mm. myself because my wife you know she's not watching this kind of stuff so i'm like yeah i want to <laughs> see this so i went and saw it by myself and i remember sitting there you know there was a handful of people in the theater or whatever and some of the things that happened in this movie, I remember like looking over at people like, God damn, you know, like, <laughs> I need, I needed to react with someone, you know, some <laughs> with this, like some of the stuff you see in this, holy shit. But uh, what about you, Smoke? You, you've seen it before, right? Yeah, I saw it in the theater as well when it first came out. And then, uh, although I believe this is only the second time I've seen it since then. Mm, and, okay. uh, yeah. and I mean, I agree with you as far as it, it was, especially for the time it was brutal for an R rated movie. I mean, you wouldn't have got this kind of gore in an R-rated movie in the 80s. I mean, the original Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and, well, Army of Darkness did come out in an R-rated version, but it was, you know, by that time, he was more interested in the humor and aspects than necessarily out-and-out gore. But, uh, but yeah, the first two were unrated, so this movie would not have been uh, R-rated if it came out in the 80s. It would have had to have an X or unrated or whatever. So that was cool that they were able to, to put all that amount of uh, brutality in an R-rated movie. Uh, although I was kind of, I, was, I have to be honest, I was disappointed when I first saw it in it being that I, you know, I've never been most kind to remakes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, a remake hasn't pretty much come out and like impressed me a lot for me to like it these days. I mean, you know, once you get past the end of the 2000s when they were like everywhere. So yeah, I, I, and as we go in this episode, I'll uh, let you know whether that changed or not. But yeah, my initial take on this when I first saw it in theater was, yeah, I appreciated the fact that it was gory still, but uh, I wasn't as impressed with the the remake aspect of it, I guess. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, whether it changed my mind once we, as we get further into the episode. Well, I want to get to talking about this movie, so let's go ahead and jump through some of the uh, background information here. It debuted March 8th, 2013 at the South by Southwest Film Festival, but it actually wasn't released wide you know, in various places around the world, but here in the U S domestically, uh, until April 5th, 2013, it was produced by TriStar pictures, film district, ghost house pictures, and distributed by Sony pictures releasing. Of course, this is rated R total runtime of one hour and 31 minutes. It had a budget of 17 million, but they made that back. And then some, cause it went on to gross 97 and a half million dollars, which pretty fucking impressive. You know, for this type of movie, I think, especially with as gory as it is, I mean, it's it's R, and I think the, the original cut of this movie got an NC seventeen rating, and they had to cut it down a little bit to get it to an R. So, like for a movie like that to to make that kind of money, you know, ten years ago, I, I feel that's pretty impressive. Here is the box office the weekend that it opened. So this is the weekend of April fifth through the seventh, twenty thirteen. Number ten, admission. Number nine, the call. Number eight, The Host. That was in its second week. Number seven, 
one of Smoke's favorites, Oz the Great and Powerful. <laughs> this is kind of ironic. It's pretty funny that uh, that Sam Raimi's somewhat competing with himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to some degree. Yeah. In the theaters. <laughs> well, he, he definitely was because, I mean, like, he didn't direct this or write it or anything, but this was his baby, and he, he was a producer on this. So, yeah, he's basically competing against himself. Uh, number six, <laughs> Temptation, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. You got me. Number five, Olympus Has Fallen. Number four, this is awesome. The 2013 re-release of Jurassic Park <laughs> made over <laughs> made over, number four in the box office and made over 18 million more dollars for that poor little small franchise, Jurassic Park. <laughs> now I'm willing to bet you that was probably a 3D re-release because wasn't that kind of all the rage? You know. Oh yeah. You know, the, I, yeah. I bet you that's what it was. <laughs> uh, but either way, yeah, more money for them. Number three, The Crudes. It was in its third week. It was an animated feature. Number two, one of uh, Donnie's favorites, of course. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Rough. And number one, <laughs> in, its, in its opening week, Evil Dead made $25.7 million in its opening weekend. So obviously it went on a gross, what do we say, $97.5 million. Mm. So that means it made roughly you know a quarter of that, give or take a few bucks, uh, right there in its opening weekend. But yeah, I, I remember this one being like, too, like it was a big deal when this came out, you know, as far as in the horror community. And I think it got the positive reviews and, and the word of mouth actually helped it, you know, go on to stay in the theaters for a little while and it made a little, little bank. So did you guys, I mean, have any background information or anything you wanted to point out? I mean, because I didn't dig up as much here. I mean, before we get into the cast, I get a little bit. Um, so 95% of the, of the movie was actually shot in chronological order. Uh, the movie as gory and bloody as this is, um, you know, that certainly makes a difference continuity wise. It was also, uh, you know, speaking of go blood gore, um, it was reported that, uh, the remake, you know, this, uh, evil dead, um, used 70,000 gallons of fake blood. I, well, I can believe it at least for that one scene alone <laughs> where it's yeah. literally raining blood. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that yeah. Was, well, they used fifty thousand for that scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. in the ending, yeah. scene, probably Yeah, they said in the uh, in the original uh, Evil Dead, they used about three hundred gallons. Wow, crazy! Yeah, compared yeah. comparatively, yeah, that's yeah. nuts. You know, one thing yeah. to that one thing that I did see when I was looking at some background stuff, there is zero CGI in this movie. This is all practical effects that you're seeing here, and I think yeah. once again, like we always say. Practical effects always win with us, right? Like, and you can see, like, I think this will be timeless in that sense. Like, yeah, it, I know it's 10 years old, but 10, 20 more years down the road, this will hold up better than some movies that came out at the same time period that was CGI heavy. True. Yeah. Yep. When they were originally uh, developing this uh, movie, um, so <laughs> it was, I, I guess when they were, for some reason, they had... They had they didn't have Bruce Campbell in 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 mind as Ash. They had Ashton Kutcher and Marlon Wayans. <laughs> like can you just <laughs> no. now if you wanted to go somewhat of the comedic route, because you know, Bruce Campbell did you know yeah, by the time you got but... Evil Dead Two and then Army of Darkness especially, there was a lot of campy comedy going on. So if you wanted to but, lean in on yeah. that a little bit, I could see it, but I think that's what makes this one so good is that there is very li little uh, comedy or yeah. moments of levity in this thing. Very little. <laughs> you know, it's 
it's pretty brutal from the serious tone of what's going mm-hmm. on before it happens. And then once the shit starts to hit the fan, how serious and messed up it is from, from that point to the end. There's not many like laughing moments <laughs> in this one compared to the old ones. Right. Yeah, that's true. And also, but talking about, uh, Bruce Campbell, you know, at, like you mentioned, Ashton Kutcher was another person they had in mind. But uh, as far as playing Ash again, Bruce Campbell was the least enthusiastic about doing another Evil Dead movie. <laughs> yeah. he, he didn't want to really have anything to do with another one. And Sam Raimi was more pushing towards, you know, doing another. And, and you know, seeing that it, it had the potential for being remade well in this age that it came out. In. And uh, but I guess uh, Bruce Campbell changed his mind by the time we got to uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> This was direct, directed, and uh, one of the writers on the screenplay was Fede Alvarez. The funny thing is, when you look at his filmography, like he's got a few other things, right? Obviously, I mean he's he's done some shorts, and uh, he did he did direct Don't Breathe, which I, th- I feel was pretty successful back in 2016. But really, he's only done like two. He did a, a TV show called uh, Calls, nine episodes of that, and then he directed The Girl in the Spider's Web. That's it. Like as far as like directing is concerned, since this came out, so at, well, and one episode of From Dust Till Dawn the series, so I don't understand exactly why he didn't get more work after this. You know, like you would you would feel like he would between that and Don't Breathe, unless maybe he's just turned some shit down or had some other stuff that he wanted to do. I don't know, but uh, you you would feel like his by this point now, mm. ten years later, his 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 filmography would have been deeper than this. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows the reasons? But, but he's actually in production right now on uh, the next Alien movie. Whatever, I think they just listed as Untitled Alien Project. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to be. But the other writer the, for the screenplay was Rodos... Uh, God, I'm, I'm going to butcher Oh, this yeah. Name. No, let's hear it. Come on. <laughs> it sounds like a Star Wars name. Uh, Rodos Sayagus. Or <laughs> Say- <laughs> Sayagus? Sayagus? Rodos Sayagus. Let's go with that. That sounds good. Roto, if you're out there, my bad, buddy. He went on to do uh, Don't Breathe. He's a producer on that and Don't Breathe 2. Producer on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, He's wrote a few other things. Well, he did the story on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, the one that came out last year. The one that smoked smoked love so much, I don't think he still watched it yet. (laughs) No, I haven't. Poor old Roto. Come on, think think of Roto. Smoke, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch. Gotta watch it for Roto. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Roto dog. That's the. <laughs> that might be the only time that's been said by anyone outside of his family and friends. Um, <laughs> it stars Jane Levy as Mia, Shiloh Fernandez as David, Lou Taylor Pucci as Eric, Jessica Lucas as Olivia, Elizabeth Blackmore as uh, Natalie. That's pretty much all I got, guys. You got anything else you wanted to speak on before we uh, start talking about the movie itself? Uh, one, well, just one thing I guess I'll mention because we might not get to it in talking about the movie outside of it. But, you know, uh, Sam Raimi's Oldsmobile that he has in every one of his movies, 1973, Delta 88, mm. kind of makes an appearance in this one, but not really. Sort of, You know, he's <laughs> used it in every one of his movies since the first Evil Dead. Now, there's a scene at the beginning when they're at the cabin and they're sitting on a car talking. That's it. That's right? sort of an homage. That's not the car, though. It's a that was okay. a 1974 Delta 88, but uh, close. But it, at least they did throw it in there. Close enough for government work, like we say. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Listeners of the All American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to, get, to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So, I hopped on over to audible.com, typed in, I typed in Evil Dead. It seems like we've kind of gone down that road before when we did <laughs> the other two Evil Deads and everything. So, I just decided this time to type in Bruce Campbell, even though he's not directly in this movie, you know, as a main character. I actually found a couple things here. If Chins Could Kill, Confessions of a. <laughs> Confessions of a B-Movie Actor by Bruce Campbell himself, and narrated by him, of course. That was just over 10 hours long, and that looks like it's an Audible exclusive as well. This one's even better, Donnie. This is this is right up your alley. Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way by Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and narrated oh, by him. That's over six hours. Over six hours of listening to Bruce Campbell explain to you how you should make love the Bruce Campbell way. You know what? I could use that in the video store in the 90s. Yeah, there you go. He's actually wrote a handful of books. There's there's a good handful there I'm, that I'm seeing. Uh, I'll just read one more here. Hail to the Chin. Further Confessions of a B-Movie Actor <laughs> by Bruce Campbell and Craig Sanborn. That was also narrated by him, and that one's just under eight hours long. So there's there's at least a few more, four or five more that I see here. So I, I didn't realize that he's uh, wrote this many books. So, yeah. If you want to uh, listen to Bruce Campbell himself narrate the story of his life and on other subjects, such as Making Love. Head on over to yeah, I'm sure that's that's better than reading it yourself. I mean, a lot of times I, you know, outside of Donnie, <laughs> the rest of us might like to just read the books yeah. rather than do the audible thing sometimes. But you know, uh, hearing Bruce Campbell read his own book would be pretty damn entertaining. I yeah, mm. <laughs> especially about the finer <laughs> points of making love. So, if that interests you? Go to audibletrial.com/slash/bookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com/slash/bookshow for your free audio book. So I'm going to hop on over to IMDb and I'm going to scroll down a little bit here and find the plot summary, wherever the fuck it's at. Where are you? There you are. I'm going to click on that and see what pops up. And, uh, Donnie, you know what? You've been spared this week. There's, there's a few here, but none of them are the really, really long ones. So Mm. our old buddy Huggo didn't, uh, write, write, (laughs) write out one here. So let's see, we've got the brief one. Five friends head to a remote cabin where the discovery of a book of the dead leads them to unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby woods. Really, that's that's about all you need, right? Uh, mm. But I'm going to read the longest one, just because Donnie loves that. And this was <laughs> this was uh, submitted by Nick Reganis over on IMDb. A long, challenging rehabilitation weekend awaits young opiate addict Mia, who has one last chance to kick the habit for good in the isolated family cabin in the thick woods. However, as Mia's estranged brother David and his girlfriend Natalie meet up with David's old friends, Olivia and Eric, a hair-raising discovery in the cellar will soon lead to a frantic night of demonic possession and madness. Now, an ancient malevolent force demands blood and the precious souls of the living. Who can stop the ever-growing evil of the encircling forest? Well, Donnie, where do you want to start, bud? I mean, as all things start at the beginning. That that, that, uh, that hook. Yeah. Yeah. Where you see a girl that's been possessed and mm. this group of hillbillies 
But, you know, the way they set that up, you figured they'd come back in some manner. There's like some group of hillbillies mm-hmm. or local folk, whatever the fuck, witchcraft lovers. I don't know what these people are. They kind of like, well, the only way to get rid of her <laughs> is to <laughs> fucking burn her up because that's the only way. At this point, like, you can't save her. You can just save her soul. So by releasing her, we're going to have to burn her ass up and, you know, she'll be saved. And that's basically what they do. And it's her dad, of all people, that that does it. Doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Not only did he burn her, did he not take a shotgun? I think he took a salt off or something and he did. blew her head yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Yeah, before he did it, he said, I love you, baby. That is the way this movie starts. Crazy. Yeah. What a hook. You know you're in for some shit. Good though too. It doesn't. They don't tie it in. They don't try to tie that back in at any point later in the movie. Kind of like they did in the original, where it, uh, you know, where they, where you kind of find out who Henrietta was. And I mean, not that there's a character named Henrietta in this movie, but you know, the 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 book and the original possession gets kind of tied into the storyline. Whereas in here, they just introduce the fact that this went on in the basement of this house, and that's why you you know that you have the Necronomicon and these things hanging in the basement later. <laughs> but you would think like we've introduced this crew of, uh, people that know what's going on. These rednecks, whatever they are, right. That they would come back into play, but you never see them again. So it is kind of weird, <laughs> but that being said, it's a hell of a cold open. Like you're, yeah. you know, you're in for some shit right away. You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, not that they tried to do this, but it kind of reminds me of, uh, the beyond a little bit. Fulci movie. Yeah. The intro to the beyond where you had the warlock and, stuff going on there, you know, same sort of a cult setting where it's enough. What the fuck to make you want to keep watching? Like, Holy shit. Here we, now you're going to lean in a little bit, you know, <laughs> if you're into such things or if you're not into such things, you know, to get the fuck out right there because, because yeah. it's all, it's probably not going to be much, uh, tamer than that. You know, like they do reel it in for a little while after that. Like they just kind of, they just kind of punch you right in the nuts and then, and then let you heal up and catch your breath for a little while because you know there's a lot of there's like about 20 minutes of character development here where you know you got all these friends gathered to help Mia kick her drug habit uh but it didn't take too long for them to go down in the in the damn cellar or whatever and they find a a sawed off shotgun and the book that you see at the beginning which you know you know as a evil dead fan it's the necronomicon right it's wrapped like in a black glad bag or something and wrapped in barbed wire barbed wire Yeah. yeah They don't mention the Necronomicon name, though, do they? I, don't, I, I was trying to remember. They if they, I don't think it might be in there somewhere, but I, I mean, like maybe they. Didn't, I don't. I don't recall. Them I don't, I don't either. It. But like, I'm thinking, like, you do have moments, like towards the end, where that you hear the recordings of mm. a, a little bit, right? So maybe somewhere in there, the word is mentioned, but I don't think so directly. You, you might be right. Um, and of course, because there's always got to be one in every crowd, Eric. The, the resident nerd, however you want to, however you want to label him, this motherfucker, he opens up the book and reads the book. Despite the, despite the multiple warnings in the book, it's, it's almost like, uh, well, it's not really almost, it, it kind of reminds me some of the, uh, inscriptions of the book, you know, uh, it's like the, uh, Sesame street Grover. There is a monster at the end of this book. <laughs> Please stop yeah. stop reading this book. Oh, there's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the added like this dude went out of his way to read this shit because like mm. he had to like do the old paper uh trace 
deal to get the words right. Like you had to put a piece of paper and trace yeah. it out with the pencil, you know, whatever the saying is, what, what's the phrase smoke, like Kanda, whatever, you know, the, the chant, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one you always get. Yeah. The chant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't say it. <laughs> yeah. Please, please. There's a monster <laughs> at the end of this podcast. Who, who reads, who in a room by yourself, who reads out loud? I don't think I've ever read anything out loud. <laughs> I have. in a room by myself. <laughs> I have when I'm, so I, I'll, this is random, but you just made me think of it when I'm reading a book and sometimes I like I'm reading it. And for some reason I get distracted by something, not like it's noisy or anything, but like I'm in a room by myself reading a book. And then for some reason I'll start thinking about, Hey, did I leave the stove on? You know, so your mind starts drifting. So like, yeah. I'll start like, I'll, all right, fuck. I got to start this paragraph over. I'm going to read it out loud so I can <laughs> refocus on what I'm, you know, what I'm reading here. So I will do that from time to time, but it's not like I'm sitting around like, you're not going to like, why is Josh just talking to himself and then come in and I'm just sitting there rocking back and forth, reading a book by <laughs> levitating. Yeah. Especially an incantation. You would think maybe an incantation. This guy seems smart enough. I mean, he's, he is, like you said, the resident kind of nerd that knows about yeah. some of the, I mean, not that he knows exactly what the book's about, but he's the one that puts a lot of stock in what's going on or what probably went on in the basement. You would think that he wouldn't just blatantly read out loud a incantation. <laughs> <laughs> so Mia, she's uh, spazzing out because she's going through withdrawals. Like she's like hooked to some serious shit, right? Like it's like meth or heroin, heroin or, or something. something. Like, it's some serious stuff she's trying to break. So she steals mm. the car, plunges it into a swamp. And then <laughs> she sees this girl out in the woods, uh, you know, be- lack of a better uh, description. It's just like a teenage <laughs> demon, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, there's a little bit of a cat and mouse. She's running around like freaking out because between the withdrawals and, and then wrecking the car and seeing this girl out there, uh, she finally gets wrapped up in the, it's, it's almost like the tree rape scene. You know, <laughs> they didn't, they didn't quite go no. there, right? But it's, <laughs> it's pretty close. The oft mentioned evil, you know, the original, the evil dead tree rape scene. Uh, but she's wrapped up in the bushes and the trees or whatever. And then this demon girl's in front of her and, she kind of becomes a snake eel, I think, and then just wraps around her leg and goes right up her, uh, right up the old Hershey. Oh. Well, maybe not the Hershey Highway. I don't know. Maybe the uh, the highway that's in front of the Hershey. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, right? We don't know where yeah. it went, <laughs> but it definitely went up in there somewhere,s right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's in there. Like that. <laughs> Look. I, I'm it's just, very much an homage to the vine rape scene, even though they didn't use a vine, they used the, yeah. the whatever slimy demon yeah. eel. <laughs> yeah, so now she's possessed, Wild. right? Like you just put that together. Um, Donnie, I know that was one of your favorite parts, old grandpa. You know, what a what a great name for a dog. <laughs> grandpa. Great now, name for now, a dog. Now, is that the name when it was a puppy? Or did they change it ten years later? Know. This dog's still alive. Fuck it. We're calling him grandpa. <laughs> I love it. I love it, but I hate that they killed it. Yeah, well, I fucking hate it. At least you didn't see it happen. I mean, yeah, you know, it's true. I guess, yeah, I guess, I in the know. end, you kind of do, but you don't. You know, like because mm. there's like that brief, like oh, because uh, uh, it was her brother. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, David. Yeah, David. David is his name. Um, he finds the dog all bloody, and then basically it's dead, mm. right? And then they mm. ha- there's like this brief moment where he's like, oh shit, how did this happen? And then he kind of sees his sister Mia, like taking a hammer and yeah. just beating the dog to death. So I guess the question there is, did it happen, or is he just like, 
oh, fuck, Mia's so whacked out. She did this. You think, what do you think there? Uh, as far as like him kind of piecing together what he, you know, how did it, hey, how did it happen? Is that how it happened or did it happen in some other, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter in the end. The dog uh, did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like that little flash, <laughs> flash sideways, flash forward, backwards, whatever you saw there, was that Mia taking that hammer and just beating the shit out of her? Relive your childhood trauma, Donnie. <laughs> Jesus. Do we have to do this now? <laughs> we got to focus in on old grandpa. <laughs> shit. Because Grant, you know, great what? name for a dog. When when I was watching it though, I thought about you with the. Uh, I know, yeah. I was like, fuck. I was like, oh, Donnie's, really? gonna, Donnie's gonna love this. Fuck. I gotta so kill the dog, man. After that, Mia goes in to take a shower, and she turns the shower up to uh, 155 degrees or whatever the fuck, and <laughs> gives herself like second and third degree burns. This is pretty gruesome, right, Smoke? Yeah, you see the 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 obviously very hot water hitting her face. And like the cheek just boiling away, kind of the skin. Right after this, this is when like, oh fuck, we got to get to the hospital. So they they go to take her, and of course the the road is completely. It's not even really a road because remember they show them on the way in yeah. they're in a jeep, right? And they go across this creek that's just you know you, it's shallow enough to drive across, but there's no bridge or anything. You just drive right across it. Of course they go back, and it's like a fucking roaring river. Because it's raining real hard outside, we should mention. But mm-hmm. it's like a river. It's flooded out. What did you think of this difference between the original Evil Deads as far as like... Remember, in those, they the demons, whatever the fuck, peel the bridge back. Remember in the Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. you see like the bridge like peeled back. Like something just grabbed a hold of it and just went... And ripped it in half and peeled it up. Instead <laughs> of doing that, they just did like, well, it's just a roaring river. You ain't getting across it. What did you think of that difference? Yeah just went for the more i guess i i love uh, you know i love the original but i mean there it was a more fantastical element i think with the bridge you know torn up it's supposed to look like a skeletal hand also yeah like i think they went realistic route as they went through as this whole movie does you know they they sort of get away from the comedy and they stick with the grueling sort of brutality and everything Uh, so i think that was just another aspect of it them trying to be less fantastical and more realistic outside of the demon possession yeah, I was about scene. To say, as realistic as you can get with a demon possession movie, because because <laughs> yeah, yeah. then you get into the, do you believe that this can actually happen? Cat, you know, uh conversation and that's a whole other thing, but I yeah. thought, it was, I thought it was an interesting spin, but I, I was just thinking about it as they're coming in, like, Oh, there's gotta be a bridge somewhere, right? Because the bridge has got to be out, but no, they yeah. just, they completely changed yeah. that aspect of it. So a lot of, this is where really like once they go back to the cabin, the fuckery goes from like, all right, there's some weird shit going down to full blown demonic possession insanity, right? Really? Uh, Mia, who is possessed, shoots David in the arm and then (laughs) she holds down Olivia. That's another, (laughs) this is like a Sam Raimi thing, right? Or like, you know, something that he, they love to do in this type of movie is not only throwing up on somebody, but like. Holding them down and just yakking in their mouth and in their face. And just, ah! That's great. You know, if you That's think about great. it, we've seen a lot of this lately with Fight Club. And now, and now there's like a lot of just people being held down and blah, 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 just like all up in the mouth and face and shit. Uh, <laughs> seen, seen too much of it. But then they just kind of oh, wrestle man. around with her and throw her down in the cellar. So she's locked up there. Uh, Olivia, when she gets possessed... <laughs> What do you think about that? Where it's like she's going in there to get the medicine, and then she just stops and pisses herself. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, I would imagine, you know, if you're in this state that you're, you're your body a, is not your own anymore. Yeah, no, you're not in control. Of, at the least, you're not in control of your uh, <laughs> your faculties if, if you're demonically possessed. Mm. So maybe that's that's the science lesson that we've learned here today, kids, yeah. is that when you get <laughs> demonically possessed, you might piss your all over yourself. Well, even, even if you think you might be in a, a situation where you might, you might want to empty your bowels and your, and your bladder just so you don't, you know, die. But when you do die, it's, you have dignity of not pissing yourself or shitting yourself. Maybe. Well, I don't know. As if pissing yourself, <laughs> you know, uncontrollably is not bad enough. Then the <laughs> demon makes you go in there and cut your own tongue out. Break the mirror, right? And that what she did. She broke the mirror or something and then like took the glass and then fucking cut like half of her mouth open, like Jonah Hex style. <laughs> and then just fucking like cut her tongue out. And then Eric comes in like and slip. Didn't he slip on the tongue? I think he hits it like, Whoa! you know, he stooges it on the fucking tongue. And then she comes at him with a needle. By the way, I should mention she's like a nurse in training or some such, right? Like RN, so whatever yeah. she is. Uh, so she's mm. got all this medical shit and she's there to help Mia. Uh, she jumps up and just, just fucking stabs the shit out of him in the face with that needle. God damn. <laughs> it's brutal. Breaks his glasses, right? With a needle. <laughs> yeah. But he bashes in her skull. Didn't he catch her with the, uh, the toilet, the, the tank lid? Yeah. He broke off mm. the sink or part of the toilet. Something, Something like that. Some piece of porcelain yeah. off of one of the toilet things. Yeah. Bash her head in, so she's out of the picture. Um, oh, Mia. A little bit later on. Imagine. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was like, can you imagine like doing what she did, like Mia, where she oh cut God. her? Well, I mean, like I said, it was, like there's a lot of mouth shit here. If you think there's the theme, right? The the yakking up blood in somebody's face. Now Olivia fucking fish hooks her mouth and cuts her tongue out. Now Mia comes along with a box cutter and just like cuts her tongue in half <laughs> like because like, whoever she was attacking i forget like they kept they came at her with a box cutter she knocked that out of hand took it and then just like <laughs> and cut her tongue in half God. what'd she do <laughs> well I think, she, <laughs> I think she was laughing when she did it like you know, this, may have this, to, this uh, doesn't do shit <laughs> you know god <laughs> <laughs> It's just constant, like, God damn, from here forward, just everything is just fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie, when she gets possessed, that, by the way, they do the old ash, like, my hand went bad, so I got to cut it off with the chainsaw bit, except <laughs> her arm starts going bad, so she takes a damn, like, turkey carving electric knife and yeah. cuts her own arm off, like, above the elbow, cuts it off. Um, by the way, wasn't that where, like... They come in like Natalie. What the fuck have you done? And she turns around and like it's it's hanging there by like one nerve or something like, <laughs> and it falls off. God. I'll say this, man. Now let's back up a little bit. Let's just talk about this electric knife. You probably only use it maybe once or twice a year, and by the time you go to use it again, you forget how to fucking use it, and you're just like, okay, how did this? How does this piece together? So like, you mean it's it's too convenient for her to like. Just in the moment. plug it in, turn it on. Yeah, there well, it goes. It was, okay. Okay. You, now, now you get into the question of why the fuck was it there to begin with? This is like a, <laughs> this is like a half abandoned cabin where clearly mm. like, you know, transients have been in there and they got to clean everything up. And the next, and the first <laughs> utility that you pull out is the electric carving knife. 
What are they doing with the carving knife? Like before this happened. It's a good thing we made this whole turkey and brought it up here. Let's carve it up. <laughs> well, we got one. Well, it, it made for a, a good mm, grit your yeah. teeth. Holy shit moment, right? At least. Natalie. Oh, yeah. Natalie, full possession. She's cut her arm off with an electric knife. Now she uh, shoots herself, David, and Eric with a nail gun. Smoke, this is once again like a goddamn, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> There's just a lot of that, like, you're like, you know, you're you're chewing your fingernails and you're like fucking grabbing your hands and shit like, oh, oh, you know, <laughs> everything that happens when when the dude, uh, uh, Eric. Yeah, Eric, yeah. he's got the needle in his right below his fucking eye. And then he pulls the needle like out. They just make you it's feel pain. everything in this movie. God almighty. Yeah, I can't do eyes, man. Guys, uh, it's like, you know, I know we're, I know this is kind of off topic, but a clockwork orange, fuck it. Yeah. I, the, the eyes, I can't, I can't do it. Oh, I just cringe so to, all the time. So we need time. to find the perfect movie where dogs get killed and there's a bunch of, <laughs> and there's a bunch of eye mutilation, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, next, uh, month, next month on the spook show, we dive into the movies of Lucio. Yeah, yeah. The eye <laughs> oh yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Next up, Christmas cruelty. Wouldn't that? <laughs> God. <laughs> I get. You know, we, we can see each other, but obviously, this is an audio podcast. You can't. I just saw Donnie's eyes like go blank for a second there <laughs> when we were talking about Christmas cruelty. You just mentioned it, and he's just like, he goes to some dark place. <laughs> God damn. Who do you think? Ca- I mean, everybody catches straight brutal hell in this movie, but do you think anybody catches it as bad as Eric? The nerdy guy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, no. no. Like he, he definitely gets the worst. Uh, some of the worst of it, but he brought this shit upon himself. He reminds like, me of digging that. around. Remember when we just watched Evil Dead Two? I believe it was last month, yeah. and that redneck guy. <laughs> that I, 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 I'm oh, blanking yeah. on what his name. That dude gets the shit beat out of him about five different ways, <laughs> and then finally, you know, he gets it. But Eric is this movie's version of that. He's the guy that just, no matter what you do, like they don't quite kill him. You know, eventually you get there, but like they don't ever quite kill the dude. But man, he takes a fucking beating, including Natalie <laughs> taking a crowbar, smacking him a handful of times, and fucked his hand. Like she hit his hand so hard that it split in half, yeah. like <laughs> through the middle, and he's just, <laughs> he's what? And he didn't die. <laughs> he didn't die. <laughs> I think I think if I saw my hand split in half like that, I'd just die. Forget that that I was is like, not, you know what? Fuck it. That is ah. not a killing blow, but I'm dead. Blech. David <laughs> David comes along and he shoots her other arm off. She does. Ta- I'll I, I just said Eric takes a, a beating. Natalie takes a pretty good beating here too because she loses both mm. arms before she finally dies after he shot her other arm off. Eric, you know the nerdy guy who's taking a licking, <laughs> he saves David. From like they're down in the cellar, right? He saves yeah. him from Mia. I forget exactly how that played out, but Eric saved him, and then he just he just find like <laughs> uh, I fucked up, and then <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have read that book, and then just flo- <laughs> and then just floats away in the cellar. So he's finally dead. David takes Mia, even though she's still alive, and he he buries her. 
because in the book, one of the ways to get rid of this possessed person is to uh, burn them, right? Like they did at the beginning of the movie, or you need to bury them alive or something. So that's what he's going to do. He's, he puts like a plastic bag over her head and buries her. Uh, so basically, I guess she dies, but then he digs her back up and she's back to normal. It revived her because he, or no, it didn't revive her. He revives her, right? Like she's dead. He digs her back up and then sticks these, uh, electrodes, like this little thing that he rigged up with a battery or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With two needles for the electrode part, I guess yeah. <laughs> the wired stabs her into the heart with the, with the syringe needles. Donnie, the question then, here is, do you think you'd be in this God awful scenario that's played out up to this point? Do you think you'd have the wherewithal to come up with that scheme that he did? To, I'm going to bury her. I'm going to fix up this battery with the needles and I'm going to bring her back to life. Do you think, or do you think you'd be like, fuck this bitch. Boom. Done. Right? <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah. Like this is too much. Like I'm not, nah. nobody's coming back from this. So I'm, I'm out. I ain't having it. Yeah. But no, he has the wherewithal to plan it all out. Like he's got a whole plan to bring her back and he actually, uh, successfully does it. So it goes back in the cabin. Sure enough, the door shuts before she can get in there. And then Eric, the dude that's, <laughs> you know, he, he's, 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 he's stronger than Duracell. Takes a licking, keeps on ticking. Whatever you want to phrase. He's back. He's fucking back. And then he stabs David in the throat. Uh, David has enough left to uh, basically shoot a gas can, right? And then somewhat blow the cabin up. It catches on fire. So now that they are done. But Mia, who has been a demon pretty you know, 90% of the movie at this point, now she's back to normal, and she's the last survivor. This is where... All that hundred thousand gallons of blood, or whatever you talked about, it literally starts raining blood. <laughs> I guess because now, like, you know, this is the last gasp of the demon, or whatever. She's the last one there. So if the demon's going to make its way to, to uh, you know, Earth or whatever the hell's going on here, it's just you know, all hell breaks loose and it starts raining blood. Mia, eventually, this is another one of those grit your teeth type moments. She's running from the demon who is pretty much for the most part throughout this point of the movie has been like this teenager, this teenage girl running around the woods, right? It pushes a Jeep over on her. She gets out of the way for the most part, except her hand gets trapped under the Jeep. She has to pull her own hand off because <laughs> she's pinned on her to get away. She has to pull her own hand off. This is another one of those Jesus Christ moments. But of course you can't get to an evil dead movie without the chainsaw, right? Mm. that's where you're introduced to the chainsaw and she, you know, there's a struggle with it and she can't get it started and everything, but finally she does. And then she sticks that chainsaw in, in that demon teenage girl's face. And then just, (laughs) you know, it's raining blood, blood spurting everywhere. Just this holy shit visual of her, like sawing this demon in half. So I guess, you know, really at that point she has defeated the evil dead. She's defeated the demon it kind of zooms back in on the book, the Necronomicon. It closes. Evil Dead credits. That's it. Until you get to the very end. I don't know if you guys watched all the way through the credits. <laughs> but you get to the yeah. very, very end. Dude. And right before you get to the very, very end, you start hearing some of the tape, you know, from the, the original Evil Dead. The original. You hear the mm. tape playing. And then Ash appears, side profile, dark, and he looks up and says, groovy. That's it. So, Wow. You think that's his uh, seal of approval? 
I don't think so. I mean, like, you know, yeah. as far as I, now, look, you know, when we finally get around to watching Evil Dead Rise, I don't know how connected this movie or the original movies or Ash or any of that stuff is to Evil Dead Rise. We'll find out. And really that show, you know, that series, I think it lasted three or four seasons, Ash versus Evil Dead. I don't know how connected really even that is necessarily to this because that I believe from what I understand of that show, that's more like connected directly to, let's just say Evil Dead 2. Mm. You know, not like that it directly picks up from there, but it's more connected to that storyline. So like, I don't know how connected that is to this. So really, I guess the question is like, do you think they had some other plan to connect this and bring Ash back and everything? And then it just kind of fell to the side and became what it is now or, um, or what? I don't know. I've seen the trailer for Evil Dead Rise, but I have not read. And that's just also me. I don't like to read too much into things before I go see them. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. I don't, I don't know. I won't know until afterwards anyway, because I don't want to come across <laughs> how it might be connected yet. So I haven't read anything about, that or as far as any plans that they might have had for connecting Evil Dead Rise to any of the other franchise or not. Mm. And I haven't even seen I've got, we own Ash versus Evil Dead, but I haven't even got around to watch that show yet at all, not even one episode. I've watched about if not the whole first season, at least most of it, I believe. It's been a while back. I just never went back to finish watching it, but like, what I saw of it's pretty good, but it's more in the vein like I said of, think closer to Evil Dead 2 Army of Darkness type you know, because it's Bruce Campbell being Ash. Mm. So it's closer to that yeah. than it is anything like this, for sure. Not that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, that, you know, if if you're looking for the flavor, you know, that that's what it, it's more that than this, for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It would have been interesting to see exactly what they were thinking, what they were going to do past this. Or do you just look at this as like kind of a requel reboot kind of standalone thing that is just really well done, you know, so... I guess, you know, that's left up to however you want to look at it. It's, it's subjective because that's an, an opinion type of thing. But speaking of which, I guess we'll go ahead and get into opinions. Uh, Smoke, you uh, you brought this one to the table. So what's your star rating? And uh, if you recall from the beginning of the show, like I said, when I first saw this in theaters back in 2013, you know, I wasn't all that impressed with it. I was impressed with the gore, you know, for what they could get away with with an R-rated movie and that, that, that they actually went that route and that it was uh, practical and not CG and all that stuff. And I was appreciative of that, but not being a fan of, in general, of remakes, but especially at the time. I've gone by, back and watched some as, even on the show, we've done, uh, did we do, did we do House on a Haunted Hill on the show? No. Uh, the remake? We've probably no. we talked no, about okay. it. But no, I, we, I went back we and watched it outside of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get these confused with that we have because we hell we're up into coming up on what I don't hundred and how many episodes now? Uh, well, this is episode one fifty seven, so that's a lot. Yeah. So, Sometimes some of the stuff I watch outside of it, just with me and my wife or whatever, I, I get confused with whether we did that on the show yet or not. So, but some of these I've gone back and rewatched remakes from say late nineties and early two thousands, and maybe it's because as we go and progress into where we're at now remakes they just get shittier and shittier <laughs> so that the ones that were made back in 1990s and 2000s i like more than i did when i first saw them back then so maybe that's what it is i don't know maybe i'm just giving as i get older i'm just giving them a bit more of a chance i'm not as you know against the idea of a remake as i used to be or whatever so re-watching this a second time now though i'm definitely more forgiving of it and i like it liked it much better this time around than i did when i saw it in the theaters and not to say that i absolutely hated it in the theaters but it's just uh, 
you know, as I said, my mindset on remakes was I just didn't really care for them. And uh, they went a different direction, which is fine. They didn't have Ash or a character playing Ash the same way they did in the original Evil Dead movies. Probably because they wanted to differentiate theirs from that. So it was not having that aspect, the humor and all that, I guess, you know, I, I probably just wasn't that kind on the remake aspect. But uh, nowadays, though, yeah, it's, I love it for uh, the gore was excellent, it, especially in the uncut version. There was a few more minutes or maybe not a few more minutes. Some of the scenes were extended, I guess, as far as what I saw. But I don't remember not having seen it since 2013. I don't remember what was added and what was not. But I know that some was certainly had to be a little bit gorier than the theatrical cut back then. Again, the practical effects, excellent. If I was going to criticize anything about it, I don't know. It's not a whole lot. To crit- we've, we've talked about a little criticism you could get. Maybe like the beginning scene was a cool setup. It was a cool scene in general. It just didn't necessarily tie in in any other way whatsoever. None of the characters whether it be, like you said, the, the backwoods people, they didn't show back up like you might expect. Maybe they would. Uh, or just that whole storyline. Who were these people and why were they? You know, you don't get any of that. Not that it's necessarily that important, but uh, if you were going to get some sort of little criticism. I don't know. Overall, I guess I'd give it, I'd go with, a, I'm going to land on three and a quarter, I believe. Donnie, what do you say? I'm going to go a little, little bit more. Everything Smoke said is absolutely 100%. Uh, definitely agree with that, but... Yeah, it didn't have, you know, much of the, you know, the, the, the humor of, you know, what we know the Evil Dead franchise to be. Uh, but still, yet, it was like I saw it as a love letter to the original. Um, there was, you know, nods, tributes uh, galore, and, you know, from uh, the layouts to the, um, the designs, the wardrobe, the props, little, in you know, nuances like, uh, even the the little things like the audio splices and you know the ADR cameos and um, you know it's just it's to, that to me was like a tribute to the original. I agree with your assessment of how the beginning doesn't really have anything to do with you know that doesn't correlate and you know you can you can pick that apart. Practical effects is always gonna you know it's always gonna push you know bury the needle for me. Um, Gore was excellent. I'm actually going to go three and three quarters. I think it's hard to argue for and against anything either of you have said. That being said, I think the practical effects, like you said, go a long way. And uh, the amount of gore, you're on the edge of your seat. I mean, for most of it, you know, yeah, there's some moments, right? Like there is in every movie, especially in that first, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes of the movie where there's some character development. They got to set the scene, right? They got to. You got to know what, the, who the players are and what, why they are here and all that shit. So I get that story-wise. Um, other than that, it's pretty much nonstop, you know, just like the other Evil Dead movies are. So then you get into that crossroads of like, do you appreciate the Evil Dead movies and Army of Darkness, the originals, for the comedy aspects with the horror or not? Because that's what you're getting here. You're getting the Evil Dead without comedy, right? So... Uh, I think that being said, I really appreciate this version of it for what it is and that they did let us see a version of the evil dead without all the funny. Let's take the slapstick out and just fucking go for it. You know? So I, I got to give a little bump just for that. Like, because you've told this story at this point, you've told this story twice before. So now let's tell this story for a third time. How can we make that any different? Well, fuck it. 
let's take, let's just go for it and take the comedy out. So for that, I think for me, it earns four stars. It's great. I've watched it, you know, a handful of times and I'll watch it a handful of times more. I really, I really enjoyed it. And it's one of my favorite remakes of horror that I've seen. You know, I admittedly haven't seen every remake there's been in horror, but of the ones I've seen, this one's pretty high for me. So I'm going to give it four stars. So, uh, as we sit here right now, uh, without Will's two cents, we're sitting at 3.6 stars out of five. So that's pretty damn good. I think that fairly jives with what I'm seeing here on the other aggregates. IMDB gets six and a half out of 10 stars. And then on uh, Metacritic, the Metascore is 57. So, you know, it's a little a little above half. So I guess that's about right. A little lower than I would expect, but hey, whatever. And uh, over on Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, it gets 63%. And the audience score is almost exactly the same with 64%. So, you know, that's roughly about where we are, maybe a little lower, but, you know, as in, until we get Will's uh, take there. So, yeah, I, I highly encourage you to go check it out. I think we all do. You know, you're talk, like, when you're talking about the differences between quarter stars here, you know, we're not, we're not that far apart, right? So I think mm, we all yeah. recommend you should, de- if you like gory movies, if you like the Evil Dead franchise, all those things, we recommend you go check this movie out if you haven't. And hopefully you have. Up to the, if you've listened to us just spoil the shit out of it. Hopefully you've seen it. <laughs> so there's that. Before we close the, the Necronomicon this time around, Donnie? Connections. This ain't your movie, Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Beat it. Yeah. So... <laughs> So what we do here at, uh, you know, the, with the uh, Crip Connections, uh, I forget what fucking we're doing. <laughs> no, so, uh, yeah, we do, uh, we connect the current movie episode with past Spook Show episodes by cast and crew. Um, so what we, what we've got for the, uh, the crew-wise, obviously Bruce Campbell, uh, he was a uh, producer, well, let's see, uh, he traces back to the Evil Dead. Um, which the original Evil Dead and uh, from '81, um, he was also in uh, Black Friday, where he was a producer uh, from the 2021, uh, and he was also a producer in uh, Evil Dead Two. Uh, the other crew um, connection is actually one of the makeup effects uh, crew members. He's his uh, Kevin Carter. He his special his specialty is contact lenses, um, and he did the contact lenses for uh, It Chapter Two, Black Friday from twenty twenty one, and Hellraiser Hellseeker. So that's the crew connections for uh, um, Evil Dead, and the cast and uh, Josh, you'll. You'll probably remember this. Uh, Jim McClarty. <laughs> he was the, well, he was the dad in the original opening scene. Um, he also, uh, he also played horse uh, in, in, in meatballs from, <laughs> from 79. So I, I had actually looked at, I was like, shit, that sounds familiar. So I looked up meatballs and I was like, who the hell is horse? And <laughs> 
turned out to be one of the uh, one of the more athletic kids uh, that you know, I guess at the end of the movie they're you know doing their race and yeah it's one of the yeah that's one of the more a, yeah that's a deep pull I didn't I didn't <laughs> I didn't I mean I guess I could see you pulling Black Friday because of Bruce Campbell if nothing else right but I, although he's briefly in this but yeah I didn't expect to hear a meatballs connection yeah, so yeah. there we go you never know with the old uh, crypt connection so there you go yeah. Will's not here to give us the kill count but what. What would be the kill count mean? Because you basically everyone dies Shit. except Mia, right? So it'd probably be what five or six, including the chick at the beginning. Uh, because I think there were five others there with her. Unless you count five. them being possessed as a separate kill. I don't think you'd get that deep in the weeds. So mm. you, you get at least five or six deaths, which isn't a, admittedly, this movie isn't a high kill count. This isn't a body count movie. This is a. No. High level of fuck going on here, you know. High level of fuck. Yeah, like holy shit, you know, goriness type of, uh, yeah. you know. So there's that, but uh, he's not here for the official number, so we'll wait until he gets that to us one of these days. But let's talk about the kill reel. I like kill. Personally, I think there's only one. I mean, like, there's some good stuff here. But it's not necessarily about the ways they die. It's the way they 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 get kind of messed up before they actually die. So I think there's only one highlight kill here, and that is the chainsaw to the demon's face at the end of this movie. <laughs> it's raining blood for God's sake, and she takes a chainsaw and jabs it into a you know. I mean, now granted, it is a demon, but it's like a teenage girl, right? Jams it into her face and basically cuts her in half. With a chainsaw, blood just spurting everywhere, raining blood. I don't think, as far as like a single death in this movie, it gets much better than that. So that's what I'm going to go with for the highlight kill here. It's it is some high level holy shit. Yeah, and that's that, an excellent choice. And that's that. <laughs> and that's that moment where you're like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, like <laughs> that's, the, that's the winning moment, so to speak, too. Right. So there's that. So uh, that's where I'm going to leave it. But smoke. <laughs> Gore score. Yeah, I don't think it's going to come as much of a surprise. <laughs> what by the rating is going to no. be for this one. But this might just be the goriest new, maybe even going all the way back to what we consider new from 2000, certainly of that decade, 2000 to 2000, or 2010 to 2020. Probably the goriest Hollywood made film that we've had on here is i mean yeah recently we've had terrifier two or you've had terrifier the first one in the past but i mean those aren't those are niche splatter movies made specifically for you know extreme horror splatter fans now you might argue that evil dead is also that but it, you know it had a backing behind it it had millions and millions of dollars going into the budget and millions and that many millions more of you know money going into the box office so uh when you when you look at it like that, it's probably probably is the goriest movie we've done. New film, Hollywood style, came out in the theater release. So, uh, but I'm gonna give it a ten. It's full. Of, I mean, it deserves a ten. I mean, it, the original one, I believe, I, without having it right in front of me, I'm pretty sure I probably gave one and two tens on the on the gorse time or close to it. Uh, I've got it here. I can go uh, back. Uh, hold on, I just gotta find what what episode that was. 
Yeah, I can't believe it. Uh, uh, the Evil Dead. Uh, yeah, the, the original. Six. The, yeah, one twenty one was the original. Oh. The Evil Dead from nineteen eighty one. You gave that a ten, and then uh, yeah, yeah, the most recent Evil Dead two. You gave that a ten. So yeah, right in line. Yeah. And that, that's what Evil Dead's about. Is it's is gore and splatter, and and as we talked about on the show on this episode. It even leans heavier and you know takes away the humor altogether. And when you have that gore, in it, it makes that more hard hitting, I guess. Especially when it's not CG. So thankfully they didn't cop out with the CG stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it makes it even like I said a bit more brutal when it is when you don't have the humor aspect to it. So uh, yeah, ten easily ten. Even in the R-rated version, it probably would have still been a ten. Like I said, they had to chop out a little bit to make it a. To, not not the NC seventeen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The only it's, uh, other, the, on, the only other well movie done. that I, I uh, now to your uh, what you were saying the criteria of like the Hollywood produced kind of thing. I think you're you're definitely right. The only other movie that kind of even comes close modern, so to speak, right, would be uh, mm. when we did uh, back. Uh, uh, um, damn it! Uh, before last summer, uh, Deathgasm, mm. and although that was like Deathgasm. Awesome, that was like an Australian produced type thing too. So like that yeah. was kind of an independent, you know, not probably hugely backed by Hollywood. True. So I think that's the closest though. Right. But probably is. Terrifying. Probably is the closest that. And like I said, at least, you know, the last terrifier, terrifier two did come out in theaters, but that was sort of a last minute thing that they said, yeah, let's put it out in theaters. And then it did well, you know, considering all things. considered. So they extended the uh, theatrical run a little bit, but still, yeah, those are still in, very much independent niche made films for a specific audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evil, they tapped into you got all kind of walks of life of people going to see Evil Dead, including people that probably didn't know what it was and walked out. Just <laughs> 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 probably walked out before it ended. You know, probably walked out after the first scene of the daughter. You know, the possessed daughter's head get you know or her getting burned up by the father and her head getting. Shotgun. Well, they did have like Sony money behind this. Wasn't it Sony that did this, or uh, at least mm. distributed it? So like they did have that, and I think they did have a oh, pretty yeah. good PR campaign. Hell, you just you go look for the poster, the main poster for this. It's just like mm. a red poster with her with her standing there, like her back to you, and then it says the most terrifying film you will ever experience, real big across <laughs> the top across her picture, and then real small in the corner. Evil Dead. <laughs> So like they really sold like holy this is a holy shit type of movie you know, so I'm sure that that brought in a few extra asses no doubt. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. For now, you know we we've had a little mini uh, run here with Evil Dead, but we're gonna be closing up the Necronomicon. We're gonna close the book for now. Maybe we'll open it here pretty soon if we can fit in uh, Evil Dead Rise uh, before we start the big uh, summer programming block that's about to go down here at the beginning of the. Uh, well, it's going to kick off on Memorial Day. We're almost there. But before we get there, next week is our latest cannon fodder. And the way we have things stacked up, honestly, you know, we're still in the decision-making process, but this might be the last cannon fodder for a little while because what we've got planned for this summer, we may not, we, we've kind of loosely decided not to do cannon fodder this summer. So it might be the last one until, say, August or September. It's going to be a little while. So we, we figured we'd leave you with a good taste in your mouth with a with a one of the higher movies in the canon lore right smoke with ninja three the domination speaking of possession yes yeah. <laughs> demonic position yeah there you go <laughs> of a of a whole different manner <laughs> indeed yes and yeah. before yeah have have all three or all three 
All three of us, I guess. All three of y'all. I mean, all two, both y'all. <laughs> have y'all seen uh, the Domination before? No, I have. Not. I have not. I, and I and I've known about this movie forever, like the nuttiness of it, and I've heard about it, and I've seen. Obviously, you've talked about it before on Library of the Professor and stuff like that, I believe. So it's come up, yeah. but I've never sat down and watched it from pillar to post. But I've heard that this is some some wackiness. So we'll... <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, well, well, you know, first the first thing before. Before we end the show or anything, or the fact of it being Ninja 3, the domination, some people might not realize that, well, how come y'all didn't do Ninja 1, the whatever, or Ninja 2, the whatever? Well, there is no Ninja 1 and 2, so to speak. It's <laughs> Enter the Ninja from 1981, I believe it was. And there's Ninja or Revenge of the Ninja from 1983, I believe. And uh, really, there's no tie at all whatsoever to any of those three movies, except for the actor Shokazugi being in all three of them. So... They just decided that, you know, Enter the Ninja doesn't have any tie to Revenge of the Ninja. And neither of them have any ties to Ninja 3, the domination. They just decided for <laughs> to call it Ninja 3. I don't know. That, that's the ridiculousness of canon. I don't know. That would be the most confusing thing ever, I think, for audience at the time going to see this movie. is like, well, why, why should I go see it? I haven't seen Ninja 1 or 2 yet. Well, you can't well, say, you, you really can't <laughs> say canon without confusing. So, and that just, that just keeps on keeping on. That's the... Yeah. That's the side subheading every time we talk about these. So hopefully we have Austin Trunick, author of the Canon Film Guide, with his usual spot, the Canon Chronicles with Austin. Hopefully he's there. I mean, we can't ever guarantee it until we uh, get things recorded and, and get him on the books or everything. But hopefully he's there and uh, come back next Monday for that. So for Will, who couldn't be with us, Donnie, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are from the All-American Spook Show, and we will talk to you next week for our latest cannon fodder, Ninja 3, The Domination. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.